connect to your inner guide, connect to this podcast message, and align with the highest vibrational energies. Now let's get started. Welcome back. Okay, so yes, it's Wednesday. It is not Monday, the usual podcast release day, but I wanted to bring you a little something extra this week just because. Um, If you missed Monday's podcast, be sure to go back and check that out, especially if you're interested in this manifestation bath that I've created and kind of the backstory behind how it came to be and how it evolved and just, you know, everything manifestation baths. Also, I included the recipe for the manifestation bath on my blog under musings on the website. So be sure to check that out. Um, anyway, back to today. So I'm really excited to share a conversation I had recently with Jenna Slaughter. They're a trauma-informed self-love coach, speaker, and embodiment educator, as well as a podcaster and LGBTQ plus mental health activist. We met in a mastermind group with our coach, Lauren Ashley, which I I know I've mentioned Lauren before. Um, she's incredible. Be sure to check her out. Anyway, you can hear just like all the energy and excitement in our conversation. Uh, And what I really love about this conversation is our two different perspectives, basically walking down the same path. Um, And we have great chemistry. Uh, Jenna is coming from a more like grounded 3D scientific understanding of the mind and creating a new reality where I come from more of a 4D, 5D consciousness way of seeing things. So enjoy the conversation. I'm going to leave Jenna's contacts in the show notes so you can find out more about them. All right, enjoy, and I'll I'll meet you guys on the back end. I mean, as a projector in human design, the the strategy being you wait for the invitation. And I've come to find that in my business, that is so entirely true that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just kind of like, I shine my light. And sometimes like, I don't even know that like these people are watching and interested until they like book a discovery call. And I'm like, Hey, you're like pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> hi, this is yeah. awesome. We're like, this we signed up for my program. I'm like, well, hello. Um, but I confused that with I just wasn't to be doing anything and that people were just going to find me or like I would put out that like, Hey, I have this thing for sale. And then I would just go back into my cave and be like, like, here it is. Okay. People are going to see it. Yep. Goodbye. And then I make myself small again. Yeah. And so it's interesting how we have different, different parts of this same process of unlearning perfectionism and embracing the journey and the building the plane as you can fly it like embracing that inner Mm self-trust of that navigation skill um it's it's really cool to see us uh verbalizing different points of that that have been integral to our soul's journey absolutely and and so you're a projector i'm a generator so just as you're i'm waiting to respond to something so that also puts me in that place of like uh (laughs) What am I doing? You know, yeah. like I'm waiting to respond to something, but what am I waiting to respond to? Is that something I'm supposed to respond to? Mm-hmm. You know, so that also, I feel like in that respect, I also can 
sort of just not move as well, hide in my cave also, you know? Um, but I, I think as time has gone on, I've kind of been like your friend, the bull in the China, uh, China cabinet or China shop. Yeah. That's how the phrase goes. Um, because I think I just kind of now have just like, kind of, if I felt something like, Ooh, this sounds like a fun idea, or this sounds interesting. I will just jump into it and start doing it. Like when I started my podcast, I wasn't thinking about the future of this podcast. I just knew that I wanted to do it, you know, and I found a few videos on YouTube and I just started recording a podcast, you know, and in the beginning it was like, I tried to structure it in the way that they explained um, on all these YouTube videos and blogs that I read and stuff like that and tried to create an outline and do all this stuff. But then I found that as I started just doing it, I felt more in alignment with these like MTM riffs that I would do where it was just like, I was just talking to my phone and speaking on something. And I felt like I was just like channeling my inner guide, like pulling up that information that I needed to hear. And that I felt I had faith in the fact that if I needed to hear it, whoever needed to hear it out there, it would find them through divine collective consciousness. It would just work its way. So there's a little bit of that faith and then a little bit of the action, which you have helped me kind of remember that in my process too. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Like I'm in this, I'm in this point in time now where I am really realizing how much I was like underselling myself before. Mm-hmm. Like now that I've started sh- actually sharing the testimonials that I've gotten from like my programs, like my one-on-one and my mm-hmm. like, group stuff that I'm having people go through for the first time. Now that I'm actually sharing those, I'm realizing how fucking powerful this work is. Yeah. And because of that, I'm like, if I know that this is so helpful and I know like it's doing no good just sitting with me, you know, it be almost, I almost become duty bound to share it with other people and to share it with the world because Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a disservice to the people that I could help if I'm, if I'm staying quiet. Yes, yes, yes. So that is, I fully resonate with that. And I fully believe that. And have you heard of sacred contracts? Um, Is that, and is that different than soul contracts? It's similar. It's, I think it's, they're probably the same language, but I like to think of the fact that, and this could be um, a way to look at it. You've come to realize how powerful and how transformative these programs are for the people that are involved in it. You do. I mean, I do believe that when our souls came here, we came here with the intention of like, we came with agreements that we would impact people in various levels. And I think it's a part of your soul's agreement that you are doing these programs, that you have this podcast, that you have this message. And we both share a similar message of self-love. We are helping transform people's thinking about their worthiness in this world and their own impact as I want, I would venture to say, like as a healer. So we are inspiring future healers through our own healing and our own journey and creating, whether it's coaching or the podcast programs, et cetera. This is a part of our sacred contract, our soul's agreement. When you said that, um, like when you started saying that, I got like a tingle sensation Mm -hmm. from the bottom of my back, like 
down my spine, down my, like towards my hips, all the way up and then across my shoulders and up into the base of my neck. I shit you not. Your, it was all your chakras were being like, like awakened. Like this is because it, I feel like when we vibrate like that, that's our soul telling us that this it's is, not, I'm yes. getting it too. I'm getting it too. Oh my God. That's our souls like connecting. And we're like, yes, this is what we are supposed to be doing. This is our purpose. This is how we will come together. You know, I think it's really beautiful because this is how we all come together on an energetic plane. So people who are listening to the podcast, people who are in programs, et cetera, mastermind groups, conversations that you have with people, we even near and far, we're connecting on this energetic realm, this frequency of love and light. And you feel it throughout your body mm. because you're aligning with the purpose. Mm-hmm. Your soul is like, yes, yes. And it's giving you the physical sensation to like, be like, this is the right thing. This is how you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel in this lifetime. Yeah. Oh, this is what the journey feels like. <laughs> it's so cool. And as I've like, that's an extension of the, of familiar and it's like new within the last couple months, a like physical sensation where it's like mm. on like the back of my neck, base of my head, that yeah. almost like a little like, like hand. Yeah, and it's like Beautiful. this like soul yes that's like usually associated yeah. with like my guides who I've mm-hmm. gotten more familiar with over the last like especially the last year mm-hmm. um and so I think that just felt like this like extension of that and I'm like you're waking up to that. That's really beautiful. And your guys will help you connect with your own inner guide, you know, because this mm-hmm. is all spiritual. This is all energy. You know, this is all on that higher. I don't want to say, I don't like, I mean, I want to, I say higher, but I don't, I think sometimes when we think higher self, that's why I started shifting my speaking towards inner guide instead of higher self, because I feel like, you know, I come from the Midwest and I grew up like, Catholic and then Southern Baptist. I grew up with this idea of God, like being outside Mm -hmm. or above us or outside of us. The kneeling and the head down has always felt very weird to me. It's, you know, I feel like in some concepts, I see the parallels with spirituality, the surrender, those things, but God is not outside of us, you know? And so I think this, what I really love is that this is an understanding that people of all ages are waking up to. And so we're, we're finding that we are more connected in that, um, thinking and that, that waking up to mm-hmm. than we realize, which I think is really beautiful because there's always generation gaps, you know, but I feel like for the first time we're, I mean, if you look at your stats for your podcast, you know, your analytics, you may see that you have all ages, you know, and cause I've noticed that too. And I think it's really beautiful, but the thing that I was saying before is just that that is not outside of us. So that's why I brought, instead of higher self, I kind of shifted and pivoted Mm -hmm. to inner guide because that is the connection that we all need. That's the journey inward that we are all truly on, you know? And if we're not on it or consciously aware of being on it, because I think as soon as you're born, the programs start happening and then you take the journey inward to figure out who you really are in this life. Mm-hmm. And that's the journey of self-love as well, as well, totally. waking up to that. Yes. And I mean, I could, I could de-woo that very quickly and easily by associating it with 
what's going on in our brain and neurochemically and biologically Mm -hmm. so i mean like we're talking about and and so like you it's it's beautiful because i'm seeing exactly the way that we have two flavors of the same path you're in a much more energetic and manifestation type of vibe and i do that personally in my own practices Mm -hmm. but my coaching is very much so woo free because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to take you through what is going on in the brain, like mm-hmm. re-engaging our prefrontal cortex, where the fear center is coming from in the amygdala. Oh, hey, did I tell you that our sense of oneness is in the parietal lobe? And we found that there's actual, <laughs> yeah. like, if we put an fMRI on and we can watch the, the, the light-ups go, um, we see an increase and decrease of mm-hmm. the um, activity in those centers. Um, our anterior ciliate cortex is where our intuition lives. If we were, we watch people do this in real time, and they have yeah. these intuitive hits. We can see this happen. It's so, as much as you're talking about, you know, sur- like surrendering and, and connecting with our inner guide from a like five D standpoint it is still very, very real in the 3D as well. And I think that's why so many like people of various age ranges are more in tune with this messaging because the science backs up the spiritual now and we're able to actually see it, record it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's visible proof now. Yeah. It's, it's physical proof where before, you know, these Um, Eastern philosophies carried over, but there was nothing really um, tying the physical with the spiritual. But now we're in a time where that is available to us. It's aligned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when I first started off too, I started off very much so with thinking about this. I have several friends that are um, therapists of various kinds. And so we, when I first started, I was very focused on the subconscious mind. I wanted to reprogram the thinking that I had accumulated and um, what shaped my initial like childhood, my childhood and how it shaped my adulthood. And I started to recognize the patterns of the thinking that I had. So when I started off, I started off on the very scientific aspect of it, you know, using, um, uh, hypnotherapy and just different things like that, that would rewire the, why am I losing the name? What is the name? The neuropathways, mm-hmm. the neuroplasticity. And so I was very focused on that thinking. And then, but I was also this very spiritual person, like as an empath and a highly sensitive person, that was always something that I was in. That's just like, just as you are, but it's interesting because we're, we're different ages. Like we're from different generations. And when I first started off, that was very secret to me. So I can be very like private about my spirituality, but then I think as time went on, I just evolved into this and this started to feel more in alignment with my messaging. So I very much so appreciate all the scientific aspects of it because that's what brought me into this place. Mm -hmm. Because I may not have been so open to it because I had a true, like, I had true pushback against anything that felt too much like religion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pushback because there's, I mean, there's so much religious trauma. The religion Mm -hmm. has been used 
to do absolutely atrocious things oh, in our history yeah. and still today. I mean, yeah. look at the anti-trans legislation that's going through right now. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. And yeah. there's there's a very valid resistance to mm-hmm. God and that external, this like judgment and like- I, That's so terrible. As a child, I was like, God does not judge you. <laughs> Like I would tell people that, like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like if God is love, then why is God judging you and punishing you? It never made sense to me as a child. I would get in so much trouble going to church because I was always challenging these ideas. (laughs) It was that fire in me. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's, so there's a problem when, let me think through this really quick. So I make my words go in a, a way that makes sense. There's a problem when God is external, God is -hmm. judgmental, and what happens to you is a direct cause of your actions, your thoughts, and desires. Um, Because when things happen like kids having cancer, um, how do you explain that? It's hard to explain that one. Yeah. Um, Then, I mean, also... For me personally, I had a really hard time when my dad died, when I was like five days after my ninth birthday in my front yard of our house, like, and turns out like I have a hereditary blood disorder in my family Mm -hmm. that um, there's a 50-50% chance I have, and there's really not a cure to it, and if they try to mess with it, it could just get worse, Mm -hmm. and it was really hard for me to justify another way so instead I took on like this belief that somehow I was just like fucked up or broken or like deserved it in some way um and it fueled I mean that among many other things but fueled my depression and all that kind of stuff and so my my the way that I started in this work was out of trying to figure out how to be fucking happy Mm-hmm. because I was like I I after I had decided that I wasn't going to kill myself after you know many many nights of contemplating yeah. I was like okay fuck it fine you're not going to go through with it okay whatever I see it but then like what are you going to try and so that was when I was like I need to figure out how how are people happy because it's not necessarily money because I, <laughs> I, I see I see rich absolutely miserable people yeah and it's it, it didn't seem to be any one thing that I could put my finger on. And so I just started reading <laughs> and yeah. I started reading. And then I was like, okay, I'm trying to grapple with my dad's death. So then yeah. there was also like, that's kind of what got me into like learning about quantum mechanics <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, the, the studies that are done that just show that like energy is real and that mm-hmm. like our thoughts and feelings do matter and that we do have influence over them. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I ended up like walking my way into spirituality was when it was like, oh, all of this whole like, I only believe in what I can see and touch is also a belief. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yes, exactly. And then all of a sudden, it's it's like, oh, wow. And it's a it's a slippery slope from there to to soul contracts. And (laughs) (laughs) so this is a slippery slope. Uh Oh, yeah well you know I I didn't know that about your father and um I too lost my father when I was younger um 
So I understand it was very sudden, but it was involving a gun. So it was, yeah. And he was actually murdered. So it was, it's not something that there's a lot of things about my life that many people don't know because there have been, there's been so much trauma over and over and over again. And also highly sensitive and an empath. My memories of childhood were not positive for me. Um, and I picked up a lot of thinking. I was surrounded by um, family that basically had PTSD because all of the men in our family, they, the elders had all served in the military and were in wars. And so they came back, they had substance problems, things like that. There was a lot of abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional and verbal abuse. And so that was just, you know, that stuff passes down through generations. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I, I also struggled with feelings of just like, why am I even alive? Like, what is, where is, what is the meaning? I felt fucked up too. I felt mm -hmm. seriously fucked up. And I, I got myself over and over again into fucked up relationships, whether it be with a friend or a romantic relationship, because I learned fucked up relationships from the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. I yeah. remember thinking that love had to be painful, like painful. Yeah. I thought it had to be physically painful as well as well as emotionally painful. Mm -hmm. I thought that's deep. Relationships love. are just hard. You know, love is hard. Love it's is hard. Right. Is it's complicated. Say. It's work. I heard that so much. Relationships are work, but it's work if you're not in the right kind of relationship, or maybe you are in the right kind of relationship that's going to teach you what it is to open up and, and speak and be able to articulate your feelings, you know, and share with that other person and that other person can do the same, but, mm -hmm. you know, it can turn into codependency if it's, yep. if you're not careful about it. And so this is the, this is the program that I picked up, you know, and so I feel for you because those are really difficult times, but if you choose to accept it, it can be very powerful. You know, the healing journey can be very powerful and then you can be someone who helps guide others, which I feel like is incredible work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, the thing that was coming up for me is that we, before we're like seven years old, that we're just in this like little, little alpha state. We're just these little sponges in the world. And, um, sponges pick up clean water as quick as they do dirty water. Yeah. And so when we take that in, we also, as humans, we only, uh, we only have our experience. We only have our brain. And so our little egos are like, Oh, that's normal. Like whatever it is that we experience checks the normal box mm -hmm. until somebody says, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> until you have that awakening. Wait, yep. wait a minute. Other families do things differently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, like you, had picked up this this programming and I got myself into a lot of really roller coaster y unhealthy relationships because of it. Mm -hmm. Because I just thought that that was part of what it was. And, mm -hmm. you know, volatile dudes and trying to, like, you know, be the one person that they aren't volatile with. You oh know. my God. Totally. Oh God. If they love me. If they could just see how much I love them. 
yeah you know it's almost like it's almost like i was playing out issues with my dad like drinking and like drinking so much and trying to be like no love me more than you want to drink please yeah yeah (sighs) worthiness and deserving yeah right there 100 percent. i'm like wow I want to take a quick moment to tell you about the Manifestation Transformation Mentorship that begins on October 13th. This is your chance to work with me in a very small, intimate group setting. I will be there to guide you and facilitate serious change and up levels in your life. Together, we will explore mental alchemy, transmuting energy, separation of yourself from the illusion of life, the reuniting of yourself with your inner guide, developing your extrasensory gifts, how to create from the quantum field and realigning with infinite levels of abundance. This is your chance to work with me in this very, very intimate setting with a small group of like-minded individuals. The journey is six months long. If you feel called to transform and transmute energy within your life and all around you, this is your opportunity to work with me. Check out the information in the show notes and I look forward to connecting with you there. Now let's get back to the call. I wanted to switch gears a little bit um, to actually what we, what I wanted to talk with us about from the mastermind. And um, so for, for background, y'all, uh, Christina and I are in a mastermind with uh, Lauren. Actually, I did an episode with Lauren on the Unlearning podcast. I think she was like my third episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check that out. She's amazing. And um, we got into a conversation in our last meeting about uh, world apathy and how while it is complete like there's a lot to be pissed off about there's a Mm -hmm. lot to be upset about there I mean our world was colonized I mean everything is racist Um, everything it's crazy because it's like layer upon layer we're just pulling away layers of the racism and you so, like, know. we need to burn the whole fucking thing to the ground and rebuild. I I'm like you. I'm like, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a Hindu god, Shiva, that is the, like, well, it's getting tongue-tied here, but it's all about, like, burning everything down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think about that, and I think about farmers when they burn the fields down so the soil gets enriched. And I think that we are in a metaphorical burning down of things that I think will last for a while as we start to peel away stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's, there's a lot that's fucking going on right now. And there's a lot of really valid reasons to be upset because we've got COVID. We've got the fact that it is still ravaging through some countries while others the u.s is Mm -hmm. acting as though like everything's all all done and hunky-dory but on the same time and the reason why we're here is that we underestimate because of how massive this is and how massive everything is and how much there is to rebuild and create new structures that little actions are the things that make the big change. Like the, the mass, the massiveness of it stops people from wanting to do anything. Right. It's overwhelming. It's completely overwhelming, but there is power in each of us individually. 
Exactly. We said the, the little ripple, the, the one little ripple, the ripple effect, I guess. It's like <laughs> small actions have big impact. Yeah. I mean, if I, if we think about, if you go to the coffee shop and you, because we, we feel energy and we, if you hooked up an, an fMRI, like again, with the little beep, 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 yeah. light up guys, um, the emotions that are the most intoxicating for people is enthusiasm and joy and gratitude. So when we embody these things, we can brighten up other people's day just by fucking existing. A. B, if shit is thrown at us, we have more bandwidth to deal with it and not get like bogged down into the amygdala fear center. Um, so we brighten up the, the uh, barista's day and they go in turn, they feel better and they affect their coworkers. Mm-hmm. When they go home, they affect their partners and their partners then, you know, affect who they're working with. Like it's a whole fucking web. Mm-hmm. And what we do matters not just internally, but externally to the people around us. Like we can, we can make a difference person by person, heart by heart, mind by mind, we can. And on an energetic level, um, we often forget that we have the ability to co-create a situation. We are all, it's not that we have the ability, we are always co-creating with other people's energy, with the energy of the universe, with the energy of a room, et cetera. You're always co-creating, you are always sharing energy but people um, will lose sight of that and they will co-create more of that same energy. So we are very powerful in how we can affect and shift the energy of a space or a conversation. And so I think that is being mindful and intentional living as well, because the more that we, and I, I believe energetically, we are at a higher vibration than we realize it's just the other shit just sticks to us, the programs, and that it lowers or seemingly lowers our vibration because we then forget that we have this innate ability and we are always co-creating. So energetically speaking, so bringing it to that front, um, before any situation, before a conversation, you can intend to be in a place of understanding, of coming to, I guess, just clarity and finding a place of understanding any situation. And you do have the ability to generate that energy from yourself and share that energy. And that is attractive because it's where we're supposed to be. That's who we really are. I don't want to say where we're supposed to be. We are there. It's the obstacles that are in front of us that keep us from seeing that we are already there. Mm. so the roomy quote you must seek and find all this all the obstacles you have built i'm misquoting it but um you must seek and find all the obstacles that you have built against receiving love that's paraphrasing that uh, that quote but it's really not about finding love or finding whatever it's just finding what's blocking you from receiving it Mm. and that you know like 
all the things that are happening in the world that seem bad, they, they also just, just like the seemingly bad, they also have the other side of the coin. If this is growth and this is opportunity and we're setting a, a change, a new pattern for future generations, like we're part of something that feels unfair and unjust right now. And we're seeing that and we're peeling all those layers off of like, well, this is fucked up too. And this yeah. is wrong too. And this is wrong too. But this is what we need to be doing. Cause did we think that we were going to wake up one day and the world would be perfect and we would have world peace? No, we are the people that chose to come into this lifetime to be a part of this big change and to be those people that peel back the layers. And we're going to be the people that are going to be like in the situations that really suck, that are unfair. But then it's our responsibility to open up that throat chakra and find our voice and speak our truth mm. and be brave enough to do so. Because as we do it, we inspire others to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's so much that I'm like, I have like 900 things that I like love about what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. 900 is a good number. (laughs) But I think ultimately is the, the thing here that I hope to be a take, the takeaway for, for the listeners is that the world needs your voice. Mm -hmm. The world needs your song. The world needs you to show up fully and anything that is blocking you from giving and receiving love is something to pay attention to something to help debunk and release and heal and that when you do show up authentically and you blaze the trail you make it easier for other people to rise up behind you and that is work worth doing Because that is how we create a new world is we have to start with ourselves to birth the world that we want. Anybody that is in business right now and is working for themselves and creating a, a heart forward, like abundant and supported business that actually helps people that doesn't just like generate soulless money. Mm -hmm. Anybody that is doing that is helping rise the new paradigm of business. We are birthing a new world where people matter first, not toxic productivity, not all of these structures that have been made to subjugate certain humans at the benefit of others. Like we need to start with ourselves. Yes. And when you do, it has a ripple effect. It matters. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jenna. What I really love was that last comment that they made regarding the ripple effect. And I know you've heard that a few times in this podcast and it's true. You begin with what happens within you and the changes you make within you And that projects out into your immediate reality of those people in your circle and your family, your sphere of influence. And then from there, it goes on beyond to each person you come in contact and then extends beyond that with each person that that person comes in contact. And it has that true ripple effect from within you all the way out into the universe. And then what you project out that's what comes back to you as well. So 
I hope you really enjoyed that. I know I did. It was such a great conversation. I will leave Jenna's information in the show notes so you can get in contact with them. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. Sending you so much love from New York. Mwah.